Hello, and welcome to Soulful Wildflowers, a podcast where we explore topics and modalities to help raise your vibration, strengthen your internal guidance system, and your connection with self. I'm Carrie, a writer, emotional wellness coach, empath, and explorer of spirituality. My goal is to awaken the lightworker inside of you by discussing topics you may have previously thought out of reach. So welcome to Woo Woo 101, a down-to-earth approach to spirituality. As Dolly Parton once said, wildflowers don't care where they grow. So no matter where you are in your awakening, years in or just starting to explore, you're exactly where you need to be. We're so grateful you're here and can't wait to grow with you. Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is another episode of the Soulful Wildflowers podcast. I am Carrie Fox and here today with Jess Rand. Hello, Jess. <laughs> and today, so man, we're late because we kind of started the podcast <laughs> without hitting record, without meaning to, like we just started talking, which happens to us and um, just we d- dived right in. And interestingly enough, we were actually going to talk about a totally different topic as of like yesterday, yeah. I think it was, we were, we were chatting. Um, and we just kind of got, I don't know, it, it's been a busy week as usual mm-hmm. with the kids and the family and everything. And I just couldn't like quite mentally prep for that. And then we, we just randomly started talking about a totally different topic and I was like, oh, switch gears. That's the podcast episode. Mm-hmm. So, and, and you were throwing out ideas. And so, yeah, here we are talking about coming out of the pandemic and who are you going to be, you know, pre-pandemic versus post-pandemic. And I recognize we're still kind of working on, you know, the other side of that, but you know what? But the light is at the of- end of the tunnel. So it's safe to start talking about like, getting back. Heck yeah. Yeah, definitely. So, and I had the opportunity, um, today to go to a a birthday party, a little brunch this morning, um, with some ladies. And it really just drove this topic home of like, I'm going out into the wild now. Like (laughs) I had to put my face on and, and get my hair did. And who am I going to show up as? Am I going mm-hmm. to be the, you know, perfectionist and no boundaries? Yes, whatever you want, it's fine. And Or am I going to be like stepping into the woo-woo a little bit and kind of talking about topics like boundaries? Like we had a conversation at lunch today about boundaries and I was super stoked about it. So it's just really interesting as we're transitioning, you know, you really have this opportunity to either go back to the way things were. Mm -hmm. And maybe if you like that, that's cool. And that works for you. Or you can kind of um, showcase like, this is our butterfly. Oh my gosh. I just had chills. Okay. Like we're coming out of the cocoon. This is so cool. Coming out of the ground, like the cicadas. (laughs) Yes. So I have to tell you, I'm going off topic, but so I was asking Wes this morning, my husband, I was like, that noise, is that the cicadas? And he's like, yeah, I'm like they sound like aliens. It's kind of weird. And he's like, yeah. they are aliens. <laughs> hey, that should be your podcast, your next podcast episode. <laughs> I was like, Thanks, son. 
So we're not talking about podcasts or uh, aliens today on the podcast, but who knows, maybe in the future. Yeah, so I'm curious, like how many people during this pandemic have taken that time to really like look and do an assessment? You know, are you happy? Are there things that you're wanting to change? I mean, I think for a lot of people, we naturally didn't have much of an option. We didn't have as many of the distractions we typically have. And we were kind of forced mm -hmm. to face, um, face ourselves a little bit more. And I think, I mean, me personally, I know I'm coming out different because I now I'm a mom, which is a, a totally different <laughs> ball game altogether. But I'm curious, you know, how many people out there have, have really taken the pandemic as an opportunity to, to look inside and um, face some of the things and, you know, do some work. Yeah. And it's not, it's not just like, okay, you've had a lot of time with yourself, right. Mm -hmm. During this pandemic or your family. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that some of the ladies were talking about at brunch today was the fact that like they've introduced game night for their family or they introduced movie night. And so it's, you know, are you going to continue these traditions post pandemic mm -hmm. as things really step up and like start getting busy again? A lot of people are like back into sports for their kids or, um, you know, just general activities, um, being able to go out and eat. We were just talking about that beforehand, mm -hmm. you know, and, but how, how much of that like pre pandemic did we do because we felt obligated? Yeah. Like you feel obligated to go to this birthday party or this family function, even like mm -hmm. that's huge. Mm -hmm. How many times do you go to things because like, that's what's expected of you? Yeah. I know for me, the pandemic, because there were like, it kind of gave me the courage to speak up for myself a little bit more than I used to. Um, you know, when it came to family obligations and pressure to do certain things and, and some of the family dynamics, um, one, I kind of had an excuse to kind of like ease myself into kind of speaking up for myself a little bit because there was this big looming thing that I could say, I'm not really comfortable with that. And, and I had an infant, especially so, with an infant, know, right? Yeah. It was kind of understandable. So it was a really good way for me to like practice speaking up for myself and like advocating for my needs and my boundaries. Um, and I'm curious too, how, like, how well I'm going to be able to continue that. I had a situation last weekend where family was getting together for the first time since November of 2019. And all my family on that side had not met, except for my dad, had not met the baby yet. So everybody was really eager and really excited. And um, my aunt, you know, was texting to plan everything. And mm -hmm. she says to me, um, well, how does two o'clock work? And I just out of normal, cause in our family dynamic, like I'm still a kid in our family dynamic. So you just right. do what everybody does and, and, and roll with it. And that's the time. And then afterwards, after I agreed to it, I was like, well, shoot, that's like right at the baby's nap time. So, um, and like 
my cousin has a daughter who's going to be three. So she's down to like one nap. So like that time, she even said that was, they picked that time because it worked well for her nap. And I looking like looked back and I thought, mm, that was an opportunity for me to like speak up and set a boundary mm. for myself that I missed. Um, and I caught myself just like falling into old ways of like, you're just a kid in the family. You don't really get much of a say. <laughs> so between when I agreed to the time of everything and when the event actually occurred, I told myself, well, I'm not going to, you know, ruin our day, ruin the, the rest of the day with the baby for this. So we'll do the best that we can to try to make it work. But like, I'm not going to wake the baby up to go. I'm not going to like completely revamp the schedule to his schedule to make it work. If we're a little bit late, we're a little bit late and everybody's just going to have to understand. So I, I set the expectation in the morning. I said, Ash's nap schedule. This is, you know, we might be a little bit late. I set a boundary and an expectation um, that morning. So I tried to correct my mistake from before. <laughs> um, and nobody really cared. Well, we, we got there. Everybody was excited to see him and nobody cared that we were, I mean, you know, you know, when you're the family member, that's always late. Like we are those mm. family members that's always late. And I was <laughs> like, okay, yeah, we're just doing that again. But, you know, I had to kind of convince myself too, that everybody's just going to have to have a little grace with us because we are still getting used to taking the baby places and getting out the door is very true is something we're still figuring out. Um, so I had to give myself a little pep talk and, uh, in the end it was all fine. Everybody's excited. Nobody cared. Nobody said anything, which if you know, my family, that's a miracle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and you know, I love that you say, you know, nobody really cared. And, and I think we get so kind of caught up in our heads about, Mm -hmm. you know, stories that we tell ourselves, that, oh my God, if I'm late, everybody's going to be like, oh, she's late. Oh, like, well, you know, in they're... my family, they do that. So <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, it's not well, a perception of them doing that. They do that. So yeah. Okay. But <laughs> in hindsight, even if they say something like, oh, you're late. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You're late. Like it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Well, I think too, you know, I have to be like, we're talking about getting comfortable with this new version of myself. And this new version of myself is a new mom and, um, new moms are late sometimes. And I just had to like convince myself that it was what it was. And that want to see me, sometimes that's going to come with the territory. Um, so I walked in with my thick skin ready. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I was proud of myself because I did not let, you know, let that situation kind of like pull me back to a hundred percent to where I used to be. I think I, I've, I progressed a little bit and, um, it's, it's so hard though with family dynamics, you know, when, you know, and talking about this version of yourself and, you know, your family, like they've known you your whole life. So if anybody's going to try to like hold you to your old version, it's going to be them. That's a really great point. And I think also there's, oh man, there's almost like this expectation of um, 
this normalcy that your family has and that, you know, I, I think the hardest part with watching a person change is it's very triggering mm -hmm. because you recognize one that like you're being stagnant in your growth, you're not growing. Yeah. And that can be really triggering to be like there, especially for somebody who is doing self-development, putting themselves first, setting boundaries, mm -hmm. incorporating self-care. What that triggers is like, oh, I'm not actually doing any of that yeah. or not as much as I should be. And so, you know, I, I think that's when you get some of those like backhanded comments mm -hmm. and that um, like almost like negative narrative. And people, yeah. I guarantee Ooh. that they don't even recognize that I'm they're doing I'm having an aha it. moment right now about somebody in my life that tends to be very negative. Um, and now thinking about it through that perspective of your growth and your, your, how you choose to prioritize things and, and how you choose to handle certain things can cause that self-reflection in somebody else. Um, wow. Okay. That's very interesting. <laughs> It just, yes, you know, it, I love the aha moments. It just puts in perspective, you know, some of the comments are not maybe necessarily comments directed at me, but maybe more based out of a personal feeling of insecurity. Absolutely. That makes any sense. Because so it's, it's, it's like the difference in the two, like, so I might be, I, I had a situation where I was talking with this person about a very specific boundary. And I was very, very direct about the fact that I had no intention of handling that situation in that same way and as this person had in the past. Um, and that that's not gonna work for me. And um, I got a mondo eye roll <laughs> and <laughs> it wasn't, and now looking through a different perspective, it wasn't me judging that person. It was that person self-reflecting and judging themselves. Um, but it, it came across as judgment on me, if that makes sense. Yeah. So I think let's, let's use, because I, I guarantee, like, I understand like we're also protecting, you know, mm -hmm. people but let's use a real life example just to help illustrate this mm -hmm. a little bit more. So if I'm, you know, um, somebody who is constantly like, no problem, whatever you want, I have no boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. um, I I'm there for you anytime, any day, no problem. It doesn't matter who you are. You could be my mailman. I don't care. Yeah. I will take care of you. So, and then you change, you recognize that you need boundaries, you need mm -hmm. some self-care and it turns into, well, I'm sorry, I can't come to this event because I can't. I've got too much on my plate that day already. Yeah. They doesn't even need to be like yeah. an, a, a an reasoning, right? Yeah. That pisses people off. <laughs> One, you're changing the expectation. We've talked about this before a lot on the podcast, mm -hmm. but a lot of the times the response is, well, that's selfish. Mm -hmm. No, that's actually not selfish. It's 
I don't, I don't know. What's the opposite of selfish, like self-care, <laughs> like I'm, I mean, I'm actually taking care of myself. I mean, that's a whole nother possible topic that we could talk about is this idea that taking care of yourself is selfish, you know? Um, yeah. Like, why is there this expectation that you should put everybody else before you all the time? That, that would be another interesting conversation. <laughs> yeah. And I, I definitely think, um, okay, I have to share this. This is again, way off topic, but I think this is a really great example of how we accept certain societal norms because that's how it's always been done. Mm -hmm. And you don't even like take that moment to reflect on it. And I'm going to say right now for anybody who's listening, whether you're live or you're listening to the recording, this is probably um, going to be triggering. And if you have small children listening, I would recommend to stop this and <laughs> skip ahead a couple of minutes. Um, so I was reading this post that um, a friend of mine was shared on Instagram. And I apologize. I don't know who the original author was or I, I would um, quote them. But is essentially, she was saying that she was at a family function and she has a small child in, in a high chair and the grandfather figure was teasing her, like tickling her and poking her. And the, the daughter clearly did not want that. Mm -hmm. um, she's saying like she was looking away and looking down and not responding and hiding and shrinking. And the mom said like she could see her daughter literally shrinking. Mm -hmm. and, and like trying to make herself so small that she was invisible. So this person mm -hmm. would stop. Mm -hmm. And so the mother, you know, this was her stepfather, I believe the mother spoke up and said to the daughter, if, you know, grandpa is doing something you don't want him to do, you can tell him to stop. Mm -hmm. And he, and he continued to do it. Mm -hmm. And so she's, she said that her daughter turned to her and like whispered, can you tell him? Mm -hmm. And so the mom turned to the stepdad and said, you're in her space. She doesn't like this game. You need to stop. Mm -hmm. And he said, no, I don't. I'm just having fun. Like you're overreacting. Yeah. And she said, no, I'm not. You need to stop. And like in that, that more like mama bear voice. Yeah. Yeah. And and she said that, you know, this particular gentleman was um, somebody who was kind of um, more the, like, what's the, the word patriarch. I'm looking for? A patriarchal. Yeah. And, and everybody does what he says and, and mm -hmm. you agree with, like, you don't disagree with him. Mm -hmm. And so it was really interesting in that moment because she said it, it didn't really have anything to do with um, being like a rebel or disagreeing, or it was the fact that her little daughter was being put in a situation where she was being told that her wants and her needs and her boundaries didn't matter. Yeah. And that her mom had to step in and say, yeah, they do matter. In fact, they matter so much that I'm, I'm here to protect you, you, to support yeah. you. And so, yeah, it's just, and the whole reason I bring this up um, is because of the fact that we're talking about like self-care isn't selfish. Mm -hmm. This is a traditional, um, you know, 
the mom stays at home. And like, we have to think about in the 1950s when that was the norm and, and earlier on and, and, you know, women stayed at home and you didn't necessarily work or you watched the children. Like that was your role. You cooked dinner, you did the things at home. Um, that doesn't like it doesn't it just because that's how it was like that wasn't that long ago no no I mean what that was 70 years ago like if you really think about it our parents and our grandparents grew up in that generation yeah and it's wild to me to even think that like my mother or my aunts and and that generation would not necessarily have the same I don't want to say cojones, but you know, like yeah, this same awareness to be able to say, no, that's not okay. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. Where mm-hmm. like, as now we have this amazing opportunity to, I mean, just be aware that it's okay to set boundaries and it's okay to be like, Hey, I can't come to this function just because I can't come because I yeah. need, I need care for myself. I don't need to explain myself. I don't need to give you a long explanation of the reasons why, and this was so crazy today, blah. No, I just, I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. And that, that should be okay. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting because as we were talking earlier about this, like polarity where you still have this, you know, well, your family sets an event, you have to come because it's your family and it's necessary yeah. um, versus actually, you know, my family is what's important right now and I'm going to take care of them. That's what's important to me. So Mm -hmm. I know that was a bit of a ramble, but um, (laughs) that story was so powerful to me. I wanted to share it. It, It's, you know, and it also goes along with, you know, before we went live, how we were talking about this, you know, idea of me getting comfortable as a mom and this new role that I've taken on and, um, and how it's, for me, I try to remind myself, like something that really brings me back to the importance of, you know, appreciating this new role and really um, owning it and finding my comfort in it and really um, trying to fully transition into that new role. I was sharing with you that it's been a challenge for me because of a lot of different reasons, the pandemic, it's just a really big mind F. Um, the things that your body, <laughs> mind, and soul will go through when you become a mother. Um, and then I work full time. And so I've kind of had to just like tell myself for a while, I kept telling myself, you'll get, you'll get to it when you have time. Like you'll figure, you'll, when things settle down, when you figure things out a little bit more, then you can really focus on yourself. And I had this aha moment where not too long ago where I realized my son was going to be one in a couple of weeks. And I was, you know, really starting to think I can't let in any more time pass where I'm losing myself because the longer I go, the further set into this, like no man's land of like, I'm not my old self, but I really haven't fully embraced my new self. And like, how am I able to be a whole and healthy person to be able to be a good wife and to be able to be a good mother. And this idea that um, it's okay to like take care of yourself so that you can be the best version of yourself. And what I keep trying to remind myself is that I, you know, 
the story you shared is such a wonderful example of how like you set the example for your children like you can speak all the words to them but you have to be the example and in that story the mom showed that it's okay to speak up if you can't do it I'll do it for you and and I'll show you that it's okay I you know I'm a very firm believer in you have to practice what you preach and I want mm-hmm. my kids to see me as, you know, a strong individual, as somebody who has, you know, a healthy mind, a healthy body, a healthy soul. So all these things that I, when I struggle, I try to remind myself that I'm the example. I want my kids to emulate me, not just listen to my words. And so that's something that, you know, I have been using as a kind of cue for myself when I start to make an excuse to not do something that I know is going to put me on the path where of where I should be, but it takes a little bit of effort. I just remind myself of my why, like I want to be that example. I want to be a whole and healthy person to raise my kids and, and show them that it's, it's okay for you to take care of yourself. It's okay to set boundaries. It's okay to ask for help. You know, all these things that I'm still, you know, trying to navigate and tackle um, and it's also okay for like you to work on yourself and for you to struggle with things yeah, and definitely. to not be perfect all the time. Um, I feel like that's been something that has been really helped me to realize the importance of this exercise that I'm trying to go through. Yeah. I just want to reflect back to you. Cause I, I think this is really important. Um, when you said, you know, I need to kind of get through to this other side as I'm doing, you know, continue to do the inner work so that I can find that version of me that's on the other side mm-hmm. um, for my husband, for my son. But I also want to reflect to you that it's obviously for yourself as well. And the yeah. purpose of this is for us to really step onto a path towards Mm -hmm. joy and happiness within ourselves. Because like you said, you have to lead by example. I can do all the inner work I want and it doesn't mean that every day is rainbow and sunshines. Some days are hard and some Mm -hmm. days you cry and some days you're in your feels. But you know, your, your children watching you like they can tell when you're full of joy versus when you're mm-hmm. like anxious and overwhelmed and you haven't taken care of yourself in that, that self-care way. Oh, yeah. So I think it's really important, like you said, to, you know, the goal of it, it's not just for them, but it's for yeah. you also to find happiness, find joy and be that version of yourself that like you get excited about stuff. This was mm-hmm. one thing that was like super triggering for me. Um, so I, we're going to save this for another episode, but there was a podcast that I listened to and, and I was so jazzed up about it. Like I had not been so like fired up about something in a, in a while. And I realized that, you know, it's a, I'm start, starting to shift again and, and kind of refocus, um, and even last year when I started Soulful Wildflowers and I started this podcast and everything, um, you know, I was a very narrow focus, but that helped me get started. And now I'm starting to shift again. Mm-hmm. And it was really just like eye-opening to like have to, to kind of get into content that was like new and, and different and yeah. um, 
that really, really like energized you again. that excitement yeah. Yeah. It's like when you, when you have a crush and you like, you're first crushing <laughs> on somebody and they talk to you and you're like, Oh my God. It was very fun. much. Yes. And I was like, that's so silly, but it's such a great analogy of like, mm-hmm. seriously, when was the last time that you got butterflies and not, it doesn't, you know, I get it like with your husband and stuff, but you know, that like For you yourself. win a meet. Like, yeah. like a track meet or something, or you win the game or, or I don't know, you know, um, you read a, just a really good book that like, you have to pick up the phone and be like, Oh my, I mean, that was what the yeah. podcast was. Is I shared it with you immediately. Like uh-huh. I wasn't, I was halfway through and I was like, Oh my God. So <laughs> it's just, that's what we should be chasing. Like that yeah. feeling of excitement. And yes, there are parts where you have to stop and integrate you know, everything that you're learning and diving into. But mm-hmm. I mean, those are the moments, even like you and I were talking a little bit earlier about your experience with your hairdresser. I don't know if you want to mm-hmm. share that a little bit, but okay. just that connection. Yeah. So, you know, with the pandemic and us not being able to as easily connect with everybody um, and with the fact that I'm a new mom and time is gone. Um, there's just been, it's been really hard for me. Like I work with people and I connect with people on a work level. And then I have my husband and, you know, with the pandemic, there's definitely a lot of quality time there and we connect on our, our husband level. But I realized that like, I hadn't, and I feel this a lot with you when we talk is just having that like connection as a, like, as this individual person, And I, you know, I had a hair appointment and um, my hairdresser has um, her, her daughter is, I guess, like five months younger than Ashton. So she's still in like the new mom phase and figuring out all this stuff and, you know, just all the things that I'm going through, you know, and a lot of my friends have kids that are older. So they've kind of, they're at a different phase of, of their motherhood journey and they've already been through all this stuff. So they're great to ask for like advice on, on things, but I didn't realize how much I was missing connecting with somebody on that level of like, they're, they're going through it too. And so we started talking about, you know, just all of this, the challenges that we were facing and, and the choices that we were making. And we just connected so much, not just as moms, but as like women supporting each other. And it was so nice. I like, I left the hair salon, like feeling just like so refreshed and so just good that I was able to like talk to somebody who fully understood how I was feeling and to hear somebody say like, you're a rock star. Like I remember like she like, like genuinely was like proud of me for something. And I didn't realize like how much I was missing that connection on like a, a level of like, just such a personal level, like, you know, connect with people at work and I connect with my husband, but I, I was really missing that like connection with somebody who really understood some of the other aspects of this new version of myself. And, um, it was just so, so, so refreshing. And now I find myself like seeking out opportunities to like fully embrace, you know, it's, it's funny, you know, 
you mentioned how I was talking about wanting to be, you know, the best version of myself for my husband and for my, my, my son. And, and I have always been a person that wants to live life to the fullest. I want to look back on everything in my life and never feel like I like have regrets. And so mm-hmm. I've always tried to put myself, and I feel like you are, we've always kind of been the like you've been always been a dreamer and I've always been this person that just wants to like live life to the fullest so I've always been the action taker (laughs) yeah so like but we we still have that like drive in us to do something and I have always sought out to push myself push my boundaries to learn new things to expand my horizons because I never want to be stuck and complacent. And I don't want to miss out on all of the like opportunities that this like world has to offer us um, because of fear. You know, I, I've always yes. tried really hard to like not let the fear of the unknown or the fear of the uncomfortable. Um, I've mentioned before, like, I don't like, I'll, one of my things that I'll say to myself is just don't be chicken shit. Like just <laughs> do it, you know, like don't make a decision because you're being chicken make a decision because it's not the right decision. Like say no, because it's not right, but not because you're afraid. Um, and so as you're like telling me all this, like it, it reminded me of that aspect, like of myself that has always been very important to me. And I think as we navigate these like new versions, you know, after we've done all this stuff reflection during pandemic, what are the, the aspects of yourself that you appreciate and want to take with you in your new version and what are the things that you want to leave behind and as you were talking that was like another aha moment for me where I realized like who I a piece of myself that I am down to my core that I really do like about myself that I kind of lost sight of and you really like when you were saying that I'm thinking that's a part that I want to bring into this new version of myself that I think has been missing a little bit Welcome to your coaching session with Perry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody needs a good coach, no, I just got a good example of it. <laughs> no, it's so beautiful because uh, this is one of the things that I love about coaching and, and not to, I'm totally going to plug right now because I think this is so important is that yeah. I don't have any answers. I truly no. don't. All I'm doing is sitting here holding a mirror while you essentially like answer yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think it's so important because we always seek validation. We seek answers on social media from others on, you know, from our family, from from outside sources. Like we want that validation that we're doing the right thing or that, you know, we we doubt ourselves and second guess ourselves, but I guarantee 99.9% of the time you already know what the answer is. So Mm -hmm. I love that you are having these aha moments during this. And I also want to share like you being on this podcast and sharing this space with me is you stepping outside of your comfort zone and like you being like, don't be a chicken, Jess, don't be a chicken. Like you can do it. And I think I think this is like, this is my favorite version of you. Like when we have, I mean, obviously you're my best friend, so I just kind (laughs) of love you, but (laughs) like these conversations that we have, and this is why I was like, I I think even before when I first started 
we were, we were chatting a little bit and I was like, man, this would make a great podcast episode. <laughs> and I was like, you'd be really great on the podcast. So I just love that it, it kind of naturally evolved into this and, and like, these are the oh, conversations yeah. that we have and, and the community, like you were talking about a little earlier that we're looking to build is that you should feel safe mm -hmm. to be who you are. Even mm -hmm. if like you and I are two very different people. Yes. I mean, I think it's safe to say we're like very different people, but at the same time, we find a lot of commonality and, and just genuinely like want to support each other and watch each other succeed. And I think that's what a lot of women need right now, mm -hmm. honestly, especially, you know, with the pandemic situation, as we're coming out, you really have this opportunity to say, this is what I need. Like, Mm -hmm. If you have not spent the last year and a half defining what you need, now's a really great time to do that. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, it was this, this natural like reset for everybody, right? You know, it yeah. pulled away all of the distractions. It really gave us the time and the, um, hopefully the energy or space to do some self-reflection and, and figure out, you know, what's working, what's not working, what's important, what's not important. Um, and just reassess, you know, it, it's so hard, life gets so busy. And, you know, the pandemic has posed challenges for all of us in many different ways, but I'm a firm believer yeah. in the fact that, you know, life is what it is and you can either go through it, wishing it was something else or making the most of it. Right. And I've chosen through this time, you know, to try to look at it as what are my opportunities? What can I get out of this? You know, what, what can I do to make the most out of this time? And I hope that you all out there are doing the same thing. And if you haven't been, you still got time. We still can do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, that's kind of like our motto is, you know, self-development, self-care. Mm -hmm. It doesn't stop at motherhood. It doesn't stop at any point in your life, you always have the opportunity to make a decision to focus on yourself or refocus yeah. on yourself. So mm -hmm. it was interesting, you know, with this opportunity to go to brunch this morning and I really like had a moment. And again, I'm the dreamer. I like, I have to play conversations in my head before they happen and like the whole scene. And, and so I was like, well, how do I introduce myself? Cause you know, I, I would know for sure at least one person at, at this brunch and possibly not anybody else. So like, I really had to think, how am I going to introduce myself? Mm -hmm. And it, this is a really interesting, um, question to ask yourself. Like, how do you introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, I'm Carrie. I work um, at a, you know, I have a corporate yeah. job, a nine to five and three kids. And like, this is what defines me. Mm -hmm. Or hi, I'm Carrie. I'm an intuitive wellness coach with a podcast. And, and it's not like bragging, but like, this is my soul. Like, this is what yeah. I live for right now. Yeah. So it's really interesting to ask yourself huh. that question. How do you introduce yourself to somebody new that you've never met before? And, you know, how do you feel when you say that? Mm -hmm. Like if, if I were to say, mm -hmm. hi, I'm Carrie, I have a corporate job with three kids this is my life. <laughs> I'd be like, Oh, like I'd feel really deflated and really mm -hmm. like 
kept in that box yeah. that I've worked so hard to bust out of the past year and a half, two years. So I, I was um, really proud of myself for like introducing myself in this new way and like really claiming who I am and yeah, feeling good about it also, like mm-hmm. really feeling proud and, and not in a like, yeah. And you, you know, that's also this like tricky part of like, you know, calling yourself an intuitive or a psychic or a medium or whatever that like more woo woo state is and people like not, um, be like, okay, who cares? Oh. You know what I mean? Like it w- how am I trying to say this? It's like, um, it's, I think it's, okay. I think as people are doing this self-development and a lot of people have done this through the pandemic, it's becoming more natural to just be whoever you are mm-hmm. and just be like, okay, cool. Like, it's not, it's like, you're this person. Cool. You're that person. Cool. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So, well, really I think good. the pandemic showed us that, you know, at the end of the day, the only person that really uh, the only person's opinion that really should matter to you is your own because you know with the pandemic all of the other other people and judgment and all that stuff really got kind of pushed out out of the way because you weren't having to we were in survival mode yeah you weren't having to face all these other people and things at the end of the day you just had to face yourself so Mm. if you're not happy with yourself I mean you really had to like contend with that you know, during this time. So I feel like I, you know, I think it's really presented a really interesting opportunity for people to like own who they are and not worry so much about what other people are care about. Because at the end of the day, your house, your home, your, your body, your soul, your mind, your family, like you set the priorities for what's important to you. And we all had to do that during the pandemic. And at the end of the day, if those priorities aren't like, if you're not good with all those things, like the foundation, like that's the foundation of everything. So if you can't yeah, be good with that, I like, love that it doesn't really matter what all the other people think. If you, if you, those things aren't good, like you're kind of lost. And I think a the lot people of people figure that out. Matter. Right. Isn't that the people who mind don't matter? The people, yeah, that people matter who don't matter mind. don't mind. Yeah. I saw yeah. that quote like yesterday. That's so funny you say that. And I, like, it really struck me. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's really interesting as, like we said, like people are starting to go back to work. They're starting to go out. We're definitely interacting with family again. And so it's a really great opportunity to, you know, as you're transitioning back into this like old lifestyle, did you really care for that lifestyle in the first place? Mm-hmm. And what are some opportunities where you can take the things that you may have? You know, I think working from home is a great example where a lot of companies are recognizing that like, I don't need my employees physically in the office. Mm-hmm. And, like, This is even a great thing for the company because they can reduce their office size by half mm-hmm. and have people alternate, you know, you know, every couple of days and still get the same amount, maybe even more production because I'm not spending two hours a day commuting. I'm taking care of myself. I'm resting. I'm exercising. Now Mm -hmm. I have more energy. I can produce more. So 
and it's kind of like what we talked about last episode about the masculine and the feminine. Mm-hmm. It's like giving people more opportunity for that feminine reset, that self-care, that nature, yeah. intuition, all of that. So I'm getting jazzed up about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always fun when you can connect the dots. Yeah, it's awesome. So yeah, I think, I think we will um, stop it here because I know my, my husband is out with the littles and they've already come to my office door a couple of times. But <laughs> I really think, you know, I really like this, this like journal prompt, if you will, of mm-hmm. how do you introduce yourself? Mm-hmm. How I would like you that. introduce yourself pre-pandemic versus how do you want to introduce yourself and see like how far apart are they? Mm-hmm. How, how does it feel when you introduce yourself to somebody new? Like, do you feel like, oh, like that's not, it doesn't excite me or, you know, like, and, and it's not to say that like everybody has to have this huge transformation through this pandemic. Like if you're, you're already in your stuff and you're like on your path and you mm-hmm. know what you're doing, that's great. <laughs> yeah. But, so I would recommend anybody who maybe doesn't feel that way. Um, this might be a great journal prompt. Yeah, I think it's an interesting um, idea that we're all like life is just like evolution, right? And um, you have the choice to kind of like dictate the pace of it, and you can, you know, kind of roll when life presents yeah. you opportunities to evolve. You can roll with it, or you can kind of stay stuck. And um, I've been, I you know, we talked a little bit before about. I've been feeling a little stuck and I had, you know, some, an aha moment where I realized that life was passing me by a little bit. And I, you know, I think I was able to see that I needed to, to embrace it a little bit more. So I hope that everybody can kind of take that prompt and, and do a little self-reflection and say, you know, if you're not happy with, with that answer of like, how do you introduce yourself to somebody new? Maybe it's time to, you know, embrace the evolution a little bit more. I love that. That's fantastic. Well, thank you, Jess, so much, as always, for joining me. Um, You know, if anybody here would like to share, we have the Soulful Wildflowers Facebook community. Um, Feel free to hop in there and share. Thank you. I saw a couple of folks hop on and, and join us. So thank you for joining us live. And um, if you are enjoying this content, listening to the podcast, definitely give us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. It helps us reach new listeners and we just appreciate that you share. So thank you and take care until next time. Bye.